to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. And I'm Pete Wright, also from The Next Reel. It is uh, the middle of the week. We're looking at Jon Favreau's 2008 film Iron Man. And back with us is Kathy Campbell from SestraCast. Hey, Kathy. Hello. We're midway through our journey with you this week on Iron Man. Yeah, I am. It's It's been very interesting to watch these uh, minutes. Uh, so for SestraCast, we watch episodes of Orphan Black, and then we talk about each episode. Uh-huh. And I thought that was going deep into the weeds on that, but we're talking <laughs> about 60 seconds of time, and that's even harder. <laughs> It's very specific. It is very yes. specific. Our, our follow-up, we're going to do the Incredible Hulk 60 frames at a time. It's going to take <laughs> us about 70 years. I can't wait. Oh, that will be an interesting experiment. Right. <laughs> well, on today's show, we are looking at Iron Man Minute 83. The minute starts with Iron Man deploying his air brakes, and it ends with Whiplash 2 starting to roll. Did you guys do you guys remember the old Looney Tune cartoons where Bugs Bunny was like in a plane that was crashing and then all of a sudden at the end of the cartoon he would his plane would stop midair like like feet away from the ground and he would look at the camera and he'd go yeah air brakes <laughs> I totally remember that are you kidding That's what I always uh, think of when when he pulls his air brakes here it's like his Bugs Bunny moment I feel like yes. that's uh, now that you say I hadn't made that connection at all. I feel like that's a nod to Bugs Bunny. It's got to be it because he just stops. It makes a <laughs> oh, head cannon. Yeah. Head cannon. I'm so I love here it. for this. Yes. 100%. <laughs> it also is just so cool the way that like his flaps open up and he's just like, it's almost like he's yeah. a kite now. <laughs> like you just need a string. <gasps> yes. Iron Yee. kite. They should make a kite that looks like this with Iron Man with his arms out and his flaps deployed. <laughs> uh, they kind of do. They do? I mean, it it doesn't have necessarily the like actual deployable flaps, but I'm looking at a kite that has zoomy things. And yeah, I. Oh, my goodness. I think I want this. <laughs> I need this kite in my life. Pro Kite USA, yes. Oh, look at that. It's almost like he's got like the little Spider-Man webs under his yes. armpits. <laughs> <laughs> so not <sighs> quite exactly what you're looking for, but I feel like it's a close approximation to it's make it close. work. Yeah. It's you know close. what it really you know what it really looks like? It looks like he's leaking RT fluid <laughs> out of his hands and feet. It does. <laughs> I'm sure that's where they attach the string and so it that's needs something a little bit more, but man. <laughs> yeah. Don't stand under Iron Man. Oh. Don't stand under the juice. Uh, this is uh, this is this uh, great moment. And I, I like how, you know, they say that they lost his, uh, I can't remember what he says, but he lost his sat visuals, I think. I like how you can actually, when you're looking at the screen with the, uh, like after he drops and and the the, the pilots are like, whoa, you cut back into the, uh, the comm sat room and you see the monitors and you see his little blip and true enough it it disappears from the screen it's it's kind of a nice little touch i think they do a lot of nice tricks with these uh these monitors to make it work nicely yeah but it makes me me wonder like how it actually dropped out 
Um, Because it actually, um, at second four, it like, he disappears off because I'm I'm looking at the middle screens where you see him in arrangement with the two planes, which have different shapes as well in their in the the bottom one, I don't know if that's just the air, like the digitalization of what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Um, but he disappears in the middle between the two planes, and yet somehow manages to get under one yeah. of the others. Uh, you know this this lost the believability for me. It has nothing to do. You know, there's a man flying through the air, but this right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. hey, you know what? This is really interesting. Look instead. Go, so if you're going frame by frame, uh, audience, if you're going frame by frame along with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> from from there, look at the front lower right screen uh, instead of that one in the distant on the wall in the middle. And he rolls to it's like he rolls oh yeah down out of frame and so it's almost like the resolution wasn't great enough on the big screen to show you where he went where so he, he just went. disappears but on that little screen you actually see that he falls off oh, yeah. to the bottom it's like see, he moves over i assumed that was just the like mountains like in the bottom of that screen oh, just kind yeah. of like not lined up this would make so much more sense if it was him actually just rolling yeah, out of right. the screen. Okay, yeah, believability sort of is back. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> we dodged the bullet you on that one. You saved it! <laughs> wow. You're welcome, Iron Man. <laughs> it is, you, you do have to wonder, though, because when he when he pulls his air brakes, he drops back so fast behind the planes. And right. uh, you'd think that, okay, so he's he's now, he. I mean, he will have to catch up to them. So it's at some point, I would think that he will pop up back on the screen. It's it's not like, I don't know, it's, it's a very tricky thing for him to get to the bottom of the belly of one of these planes without ever popping back up on radar again. Yeah. Right. Sorry to to crush the believability again, but I no no no. I I it, it stuck with me. I'm I'm still with it. It's hard. It's a hard thing, Andy. But as we know, we do hard things. That's what we're here for. We got to do the hard things. Yeah. 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 I'm. I mean, technically, I'm sure he does a like super awesome loop. What did we call it? Loopy doopy. Flippy dippy. Flippy oh, dippy. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, flippy dippy. To somehow speed up again to be even with the plane on the bottom. I don't, I don't know. You know what? It's fine. We'll just continue on with the movie. <laughs> physics aren't exactly working. And that is okay. It's still an enjoyable film. <laughs> it still ends up working. It does. Yeah. We uh, so after after he disappears, um, uh, everybody's kind of convinced that uh, that they got him, and uh, we kind of get this this uh, these looks around the place, and then the phone rings. Good old uh, Rody's Rody's uh, <laughs> LG Verizon phone rings yes. as we as we see. I feel like I have this exact phone uh, around this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love this so much that when he picks it up and it has Tony's picture on it, he has him named the Starkster. Yes. I know. <laughs> it's so perfect. And, and did, is, <laughs> is this a picture that he took in Vegas? Like, it feels like this is straight out of the Vegas that we saw in the very beginning. It totally feels I, that way. 
it to me, it feels like it's a paparazzi photo. Like he went to Google. Was Google Images a thing yet? I can't. I don't know. <laughs> but he went to Google Images and was just like, you know what? I can't get Tony to stop and take a picture of it. So I'm going to just steal this one off of Google Photos and plug in my phone. And if I download it and then upload it using the Verizon fancy software that they had to get things onto the phone back then, or maybe like text it, who knows, he may have even used the internet button that takes 30 years to go and costs $800 million to get that photo onto his phone. <laughs> but right. I'm here for it. Google Images was released in July 12th, 2001. Okay. Hey, there you and, go. Uh, and yes. And so, uh, yes, it very well could have done this. Uh, reverse image search wasn't introduced until 2011. Okay. So he couldn't search for like Tony with the fat sunglasses. Uh, but... <laughs> I feel like anyway. Rody is with Tony enough, though, that he could he yeah. could grab that pretty Snap easily. And, and the yeah. face right. of Tony is like, "Why are you taking the picture of me, dude?" <laughs> it totally is right, right. Uh, and we get the Iron Man, the uh, the animated uh, cartoon uh, theme song, back again as uh, as his wonderful ringtone. Yes. <laughs> Is this is, is this a weird line that this movie is playing with with this theme being diegetic music? <laughs> I think it is a weird line, especially when Tony has the standard Verizon like ringtone. Yeah. Why does why does Rhodey get the cartoon like uh, <laughs> ringtone? I I don't I don't get it. It's like the wrong character. Yeah, it's it's a strange choice. It would have made mm -hmm. sense more sense for Iron Man for when she, when Rhodey called him for this to play in his head. Although I I kind of am sensing more believability if, if that Rhodey has the Iron Man ringtone because I feel like he would, you know, pay to be part of the Iron Man like fan club. And so this is kind <laughs> of a way to have that connection with his buddy even though That's he doesn't really point. know that yeah. it's there. But I, I can see it being his choice. I was like, oh, hey, this sounds, song sounds great. We'll choose this one. And it ends up being... And then Tony takes it for his theme song in the future. <laughs> I, I like that idea that that uh, Tony stole the theme song from Rhodey, who just had it as his, uh, as his ringtone. This whole thing with, with uh, now... Uh, Tony uh, revealing who he is to Rhodey, I think is it's a great moment. And it's done in such a uh, well-written way where it's like, yeah, it's me. Uh, I, I love the way that it plays out in their conversation because you don't, even as an audience, you don't quite get that he's just saying he's coming out and fessing up that it's me. I, I am <laughs> this guy. Please stop shooting at me. Right. <laughs> right, right. It's, you think it's just, it's, it's me. It's Stark yes. Enterprises stuff. It's more Stark stuff. Or it's just like, it's me on the other end of the phone is is how I, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Hey, it's Tony. You know, the person that when they leave oh, a that's voicemail. Not, that's not how I heard Hey, that. it's Tony. I'm just calling to check in <laughs> when everyone knows that it's Tony. Because if your voicemail is actually working, like it'll have the name attached to it. Right. That's funny. I, that's not how I heard it at all. I really, I thought he was coming clean about being in the area with Stark technology. Oh, uh, interesting. And so I didn't hear the voicemail thing at all, but I hate phones. Yeah. So maybe I just don't know that, that stuff. 
the uh, uh, John Favreau calls the whole thing when uh, when we re- when we see where Tony is, the fact that he's on the belly of the plane. Uh, he says that it's a, a little uh, nod to Star Wars when we see in Empire Strikes Back that the Millennium Falcon is hiding out on the on the side of the uh, of the Star Destroyer. This is the right kind of homage. Yeah, this is how you do it. Yep. No Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> that would be an Brody. odd homage to have <laughs> thrown in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I also, I really like, so when they're flashing back to Tony and he's talking to him, uh, he's obviously stressed out. Um, his eyes are closed as he's talking, like he's kind of furrowed brow. There's red marks on the HUD display, like all of this going off. Like, it's not easy to hang onto a really fast plane by your fingertips or whatever. Because <laughs> right. I don't think he has any sort of like magnetic, like suction cups or anything. Oh, I don't he know. Totally... He needs to have not that. yet. <laughs> right. Then, after this incident, Jarvis right. like Stat. recommends things. Uh, there's that, an, that there's an the interesting beanie. shot. Yes. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there's an interesting shot. You know, we were talking about the supersonic shot that gave me such fits the other day. Uh, at right around 45 seconds, 46, we cut to this shot where we're outside of, I don't know, is that Whiplash 2? He's holding on to Whiplash 2. Whiplash one season. Okay. We are on the other side of Whiplash one. So we see the the pilot, but we're clearly outside the cockpit. Right. Right. The pilot looks over at the plane next to him and the camera moves through almost through the, the cockpit, but not quite. It's really just a zoom. But we're kind of taking on the POV of the pilot. Right. In that camera move. Yeah. And it's dirty and out of focus, and it clearly looks like something that I'm seeing in the cockpit. And they, this is one of those things. Like later, we see that totally cleaned up, right? The the next shot, yeah. it cuts back to his eyes, and the next shot, we actually see what that looks like cleaned up. That is exactly the kind of like clever perspective change and changing the look of of the actual. Uh, shot itself that makes total sense to me in a way that that other shot two days ago did not the moisture on the lens shot the moisture on the lens shot sure yeah i can see that i I like i like the choices that they made uh almost as if because it it's believable that they just zoomed in the camera on the outside of the cockpit i mean Mm -hmm. believable with you know quotation marks around it um so the, there's two layers of the plexiglass or whatever right. bubble they have, which is why it's extra uh, distorted and dirty and yeah. whatnot. Um, and it, it was very interesting choice. I like that, you know, it doesn't follow it. It's very loose and bouncy because you're yeah. the camera. It, it's like they have a GoPro attached to the outside right. of yeah. the, the plane as they're really shooting. Yeah. It's the Battlestar Galactica, Battlestar Galactica cam. Yes. <laughs> right. It it works so nicely to the way that they they play with that. And yeah, you're right. And but this is something that Favreau does quite a bit and uh we've seen it a number of times in these action sequences. And it really works to kind of give us that sense of really being there, uh, whether it's in the cave in Afghanistan or here up in the skies over uh, over Afghanistan. It just it has such a great uh, sense of uh, presence, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. 
The script is not horribly different, but uh, when he reveals himself to Rhodey, it's uh, it's slightly different. Uh, slightly silly. It's slightly different. It says um, he, uh, well, one, Tony actually calls the office and an officer answers and transfers Rode, transfers uh, him to Rhodey, which I think is funny. And uh, and then Tony says, Rhodey, I had Jarvis run a check. I might have some info on that UAV. A piece of gear like that might exist, might definitely exist. And then Rhodey speaks low away from the major. Rhodey says, wouldn't happen to be red and gold, would it? And that's that's their little conversation that they have, which I don't know. It's a it's a strange one. I don't feel like I like that. that no, uh, I'm glad they didn't yeah. include that because um, this it, makes it feel more. I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm going to use the word believable, um, <laughs> but the the connection that they have, where Tony's scared because he almost got shot to death, uh. And is barely hanging on the bottom of the plane. You know, he's gripping with all of his mechanical fingers, uh, probably sweaty and exhausted and gross and and scared. And having that almost would take it out of it. Whereas here he's like calling his buddy and being like, oh, hey, by the way, it's me. Like, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me anymore, please, please. <laughs> uncle, uncle. Yes. I think that's a, a really good point because what, it, you know, first of all, as cheeky and funny as it would be to have him have to call a receptionist to right. get transferred to Rhodey, like that is not believable. No. I, I say, noting that Kathy Campbell just single-handedly made this show a drinking game. <laughs> uh, I, it, it's not believable because they're buddies. They are friends. Like we need, you know, as as weird as that is, as that may be from Tony's perspective to have those kinds of relationships, they are friends and he needs to have that direct line and he needs to have this as a moment of confession. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. Yes. The the trust of, hey, I lied to you before. It actually is me. Please call your people off. Yeah. Because uh, I once again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Make it, stop, make it well, stop, make it stop. Well, especially because he had a conversation with Rhodey earlier in the film when he was starting initially to develop these suits. And he went into Rhodey and he was all excited. He's like, I'm, I'm, it's something big. I really, I want you to come over and look at it. And uh, when Rhodey found out that it wasn't, you know, getting back in line with doing the military, uh, the weapons, he's just like, you got to get your head straight and everything. And that's the last time that they've talked. And yeah. so this is kind of, you know, a confessional saying there's more that I'm doing and this is what it is. And, you know, I, I, I want, you know, I still want you to be a part of it. I, and, and, but I'm letting you in on my secret now. And uh, yep. I think that that's uh, a big moment for him. Obviously it will be even bigger as the character Rhodey becomes a much more uh, prevalent role in the franchise as it continues. Yeah. Yep. There's uh we were talking about our our cast uh for our pilots and the voiceover um actor that we have doing the lines for Whiplash One as he uh as he sees the as he sees the man 
on the underside of the suit. I just have to say, listening to his line over and over again, I started just really thinking it just sounded so funny because it's just like, <laughs> on your belly, it looks like a man. A man. A man. <laughs> a man. Heavens. <laughs> <laughs> it really starts coming across wrong the more you listen to it. It's like, uh, there's probably a better way to read that line, but I don't know. It's a weird line to read anyway. <laughs> On your belly. <laughs> He's actually, wait, the only thing that may improve it is if he were fanning himself gently with his right hand. <laughs> My goodness. It's a, it's a, a man. man. <laughs> In your private place. <laughs> Do you know you have a man on your belly? <laughs> well, I declare. <laughs> oh, I don't have anything else for this minute. So what about you guys? I'm relieved to say I do not. Yep. I think we're pretty much done. <laughs> Although I do really enjoy kind of the dangling feet at the very last, like, second and a half, um, where his feet are just kind of like going back and forth as he's trying desperately to hang on. Just the the filming of that, I'm sure, was not as fun as it is to watch and scroll back and forth on the file as the <laughs> legs and body just go all over the place. <laughs> well, this is why he also needs suction cups on his toes. Yes, it's true. It's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Kathy, uh, thank you again so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is an absolute delight. Where can people find you out there on the interwebs? Yeah, you can find me. My username pretty much everywhere is Mrs. Soup. And you can find links out to everything that I do at kathycampbell.com. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, everybody, that is it for today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at thenextreel.com slash Patreon. Until next time, true believers. True believers.